and welcome to another episode of Lie, Cheat, and Steal, a bi-monthly podcast about liars, frauds, thieves, and bullshitters. Uh, my name is Pat Sororis. You can also find us on Twitter at LCS Podcast and on TikTok at Lie, Cheat, Steal Podcast. If you like what you hear, please leave us a five-star review wherever you're listening to this, or you can subscribe to our Patreon where we release two more episodes every month. That's patreon.com slash lie, cheat, and steal. As always, I'm here with my co-host, Kath Barbadoro. Kath, how you doing? Hi, Pat. Um, I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. I, uh, I feel like every time we record these lately, um, I've been just getting out of the shower and look <laughs> like very weird, just like kind of drowned rat vibes so uh yeah no i'm good i'm uh i've i've been on a big fitness kick lately so i've been working oh, yeah. out a lot so i i worked out and then i came home took a shower and uh now i'm here how are you yeah. doing i'm doing good man just uh i was thinking about just like a shameless uh plug for the podcast that we can pull a clip out of it's like welcome to the submarine edition of live cheap and steel <laughs> no i just i've just been a, a bit at the house this week hanging out uh really Following that submarine debacle, that's been interesting. Oh man, yeah, yeah, it's been. <laughs> I it has been consuming all of my brain power. Yeah, it really is just transfixing. Uh, <laughs> truly, like one of the absolute worst ways I could think to go. Like, oh yeah. Look, I'm not feeling bad for anybody except that 19 year old. Yeah, but yeah. Like, Still, not yeah, the way I would pick yeah. if I had to yeah. pick a way, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if I could go out, the worst way to go out is knowing that you're going to leave a billion dollars to your stepson who's at the Bleak 182 concert. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> yeah, I, man. I can't think of a worse way to die. <laughs> <laughs> Just knowing your shitty stepson is going to get all your money. Fuck. That really does add a terrible dimension to things. Yeah, yeah. Know? I would have punched my way out of that submarine. I'm like, there's no goddamn way that <laughs> that wanker is getting my fucking billions of dollars <laughs> um it, it has been like as you know we talk about a lot i have uh i always want to see like the public failings of billionaires because i think that's sure. i think that's ultimately good so we see that these people are incapable of leader leadership just because they run a company right. isn't a one for one so it's always good i do feel bad for the kid but it's just so like it's holy shit it's so poetic it's like it, it's like you couldn't like they're going to the Titanic, which is the metaphor for just hubris and like the right. just yeah 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 just like the, the the folly of man, and it happened again, and that that is just hilarious to me. Yeah yeah yeah, it is just like a perfect metaphor, and it is like it's a perfect thing of all of these billionaire people. They're so against like any form of government regulation. Yeah. They're like. It's this bureaucracy like slows things down. It's bullshit. We can't innovate like we can't do our little billionaire business with all this stuff. And then why do they die? Because nobody fucking checked their thing <laughs> yeah. to see if it was safe. Like, yeah. this is what happens when you rely on the free market. A lot yeah. of things are going to fucking blow up with people inside them <laughs> uh, before you get to the one that works. So, yeah, right. yeah, I, 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 yeah, I feel like they did, they regulated themselves on that trip is what happened. Right. <laughs> Anyway, this is now, this is coming out like a week after we recorded. So I'm sure this is all old news. Uh, yeah. Maybe the Titan, maybe the people on that sub have come back to life since this was recorded. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, right. Oh, man. Yeah, zombie billionaires is coming up from the depths. Kill them before they make it to the surface. <laughs> well, yeah. But well, yeah. yeah. Other than that, I, though. I have a, I have somewhat of a, of a segue here. Okay. Um, because we are talking about extremely large sums of money on today's yes. podcast. Uh, um, 
this is, uh, yeah, probably I'm assuming some of the billionaires on, on this uh, submersible probably owned uh, some of these commodities. Today we're talking about fancy jewels. Oh, jewels and gems. Jewels and gems. All right, all right. Uh, I, I, know, I know a thing or two about uh, jewelry from my pawn shop days. Uh, I, don't yeah. know, I don't know much about... I know we had to check the gold price every day and shit like that. It's like I know a little bit about the market behind it, but uh, mm-hmm. I, I know there's a lot of room for fraud. I know that. What uh, what was your like biggest, most valuable piece of jewelry you got? Was there any like notable, um, notable we, jewels and gems coming through there? <laughs> we did have a Super Bowl ring uh, in one of the pawn shops I was at. It was from a guy on the east side of Austin. He was an older black dude. He played for I think the the, the Cowboys back in the day. And he was on, mm-hmm. like, he was on the team. He wasn't, like, you know, like a household name, but he was on the team. Right. He got the ring, and it was in pawn, and he was waiting for his CTE check to come in. And as soon as it did, he oh, came there. Oh, man. Yeah, he was a really cool guy, and he ended up getting, like, millions in back pay. Uh, or That's something, good. Yeah, something like a medical a medical settlement. A settlement. Yeah, yeah, and he came in there, and he got his rings out, and then he went home and killed his family. No, I'm no, he was a lovely guy, and he got his ring back, and I'm happy for him, and I hope him and his family are doing fucking fantastic. Hell yeah. That, I'm glad I had a happy ending, as far as we know. He yeah. he deserved all that goddamn money. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, so today we're talking about uh, jewels and gems. Uh, we're not talking about any any kind of fraud on behalf of that, although I'm sure there is plenty. Uh, we're talking about a heist. We're doing a heist episode Heist today. episode, all right. I do love a good heist episode. Yeah. Um, so this is kind of there's a, this is sort of an interesting spin on the heist episode. Um, I know we've done we've done a, a episode about a Brinks truck robbery before. Yeah, it was the old guy. It was the old unassuming guy who would like strike up a conversation with the Brinks truck guys and then just walk off with their yeah. money when they're like, oh, those old guys are going to steal my money. False. Yeah. And, like, uh, there have been a lot of sort of notable Brinks trucks robberies. I mean, you see a Brinks truck, you know. There's something good in there. All I think about is robbing a Brinks truck. Every time I see it, I'm just like, (laughs) what kind of moves would I have to pull off here to rob this Brinks truck? (laughs) And, uh, yeah, I mean, it like, I mean, the reason we think that is because it is an armored car. So like, it's not easy to rob, but, uh, it does call to mind the, uh, the temptation. Every time on Grand Theft Auto, when I see one, I whip around immediately. I stop whatever I'm doing, whatever, you know, <laughs> I'm in the middle of, I'm just like, I'm going to go blow that truck up. And I think you get like 25 grand for each, each truck you explode. So nice. yeah, they're hot. They're, they're high targets. Uh, I don't think you have those little gun ports in the side of them mm-hmm. on the doors. And I was, that was crazy. It's because if somebody wants the door, they can just stick their, their barrel of their gun to that little gun port and fucking done deal. So be careful. Yeah, definitely be careful. Um, so this this kind of has a little bit of a twist because this is a Brinks truck robbery, um, but Brinks kind of fucked up here. Uh, this is like a real Brinks problem. The, this armored car was not as armored as it should have been. Oh shit! And uh, this is so. This is sort of the latest uh, Brinks robbery. Uh, as we've said, there have been many throughout history, um, but this is the most recent one. And a lot of this. Uh, a lot of the stuff I'm going to talk about comes from a really good New York Magazine article by Miranda Green that came out in May. Um, it uh, I don't want to tell say the title because uh, I feel like it'll give some stuff away. But uh, yeah, Miranda Green. I guess we can say uh, the the main headline is "100 million gone in 27 minutes." So man, check out that article. Yeah, hundred mil, hundred <laughs> mil. 
Jesus Christ. Um, also, to think of like the only other ways you can use 100 mil in a couple uh, a couple minutes is the stock market or just a horrible hand of roulette. He's <laughs> like, put it all right. on black, baby. <laughs> What's that now? That um, Tim Robinson sketch, Mr. Luck. Oh, my God. Yeah. Where he's feeling yeah. lucky. Yeah. yeah. He's like, I'm ruined. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, very good one. If yeah, you have it, if you're an I think you should leave fan, definitely check out the characters episode with Tim Robinson. It yeah. has some real classics on it. It's really fucking. <laughs> He's good. like trying to buy the poker chip back from that guy. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, very good sketch. <laughs> um yeah, so uh, we'll just dive into it here. So um, this happened in 2022 uh, at the end of the International Gem and Ruby Show in California. So, I mean, pretty good place to plan a robbery, if yeah, I do see yeah, something yeah, 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 a bunch of shifty guys walking around the outside of that convention center. Well, literally, funny you should say that. That literally was like a warning issued to people at the International Gem and <laughs> Ruby show at, uh, at this particular one. They, like, told everybody, like, hey, there's been some, like, weirdos around here. So, yeah. like, when you leave make sure to like leave with extreme caution, like yeah. really keep an eye on your stuff. Um, so, which I'm assuming they would hopefully do anyway. I mean, if yeah. you have a sign that says international, yeah. Gen- <laughs> Ruby show, yeah. people might want to be mugging you. Yeah. Even that, you know, I wanted to traipse out of the international Jim Ruby show, fucking carefree, skipping along <laughs> with a bag, clearly marked jewels as I do. And it's my right as an right. American to do that. <laughs> and, uh, Maybe if Democrat-run cities weren't corrupt with crime right now, I could do that. Exactly. And this happened in the uh, Democrat stronghold of California. So, you know, that's clearly crime is running rampant. Uh, (laughs) I love the Democrat-run cities thing. And it's like, oh, how are the Republican-run cities doing good? It's like, oh, you mean the vast swaths of farmland? They're doing okay. (laughs) I don't think there's any Republican cities out there that I know of. Yeah, so uh, the International Gem and Ruby Show, they sell tons of different stuff there. Like, they sell raw gems. They sell, uh, like, decorative beads. They sell Rolexes. They sell gold. Like, it's, you know, all that kind of stuff all together. And obviously, like, these salesmen are dealing in millions of dollars worth of merchandise. So they don't bring it in their car. They're not, like, driving with a trunk full of stuff to this expo the way you would if you were, like... I don't know, going to Comic-Con or something yeah. like there. You can't just throw it in your trunk. So most of these guys contract with Brinks trucks to bring their stuff to and from wherever they're selling. Ooh, well, that's a hot weekend to overtime. If you're a Brinks truck driver, you're like, Yo, the, I gym, bet. the gym and Ruby town the show is in town. Yeah. I bet every, every security officer and law enforcement guy is getting fucking mad overtime that weekend. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> it's uh, it is a time for everyone to be cashing yeah, in, yeah. rich people and the working class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As well. It's like uh, with, like sex workers when the Super Bowl is in town. It's just like it's right. A, yeah, it's a real big event. <laughs> so, um, I want to talk a little bit about Brinks. So, like, Brinks really does have kind of a monopoly on this business. Like, if you want to transport something valuable and you're in the private sector, like this is the way you go. Um, they've been around since the 19th century, uh, and they've been, you know, funneling, like driving cash between banks, uh, all that kind of stuff. Um, and they, so they, in 2018, they bought like their major competitor, which is Dunbar. So they're like, they're it. And, uh, everybody was using them. So this, this expo, it was in San Mateo, California. 
Um, everybody's using it. Um, and the, the heist happens out of this Brinks truck. It is like a direct, direct thing, uh, that happens. Um, so there are two drivers. Um, there's, sorry, let me look up his name. Okay, so the two drivers are James Beatty and Tandy Motley. Good names. Okay, very yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very cool names. Also, I assume since we have their names, they made a few missteps. <laughs> I would imagine. Like. Yes, unfortunately, <laughs> um, they did kind of fuck up. Uh, yeah. But okay, so um, also, is it yeah. are they husband and wife or just or just uh, platonic friends? I think it's just two guys. I think it's two security guard guys. Oh, I think the one guy's name was Tammy. I heard. I heard Tammy. I was like, Oh no, Tandy. T A N D Y. Oh, Tandy. Which, okay. I don't know what gender that is, but I yeah. I think it's a dude. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's a gay Southern man. That's the gender right there. <laughs> I mean, yeah. They, they there's nothing precluding them from being a couple because yeah. it is you know Democrat run California. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? That guy Tandy sings baritone in a barbershop quartet. <laughs> <laughs> that is that kind of name for yeah. sure. Um, so what happened uh, with the heist is that uh, the, they leave the um, Gem and Ruby show uh, in the evening. And around 2 a.m. that night, uh, they are driving um, and they stop at a truck stop kind of on the edge of L.A. County. And uh, so there are these two guys and um, they're driving together. They're like taking turns. And James Beatty is asleep at this point. So Brinks has rules about how long you can drive and how much time you need to take off a day. So um, often like people are driving and guarding in teams and uh, this guy, James Beatty, he had been driving and there's a rule that you have to be off for 10 hours per day. You can't drive any more than that. So um, he was asleep. Tandy Motley was driving and they stop at this flying J truck stop uh, near uh, the LA County line. Good flying J man. I, mean, Absolutely. I, 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 I could walk around a fucking flying J with my eyes closed. <laughs> there was like, cause especially cause this happened near LA guaranteed. There was a road comic in that flying. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> bet my life on it. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh yeah, for sure. So, uh, Tandy comes out from the, from the flying J and he notices that the red seal on the back of the Brinks truck that, you know, indicates that it has not been tampered with, had been torn and was lying on the ground. So he immediately calls, uh, he calls 911. Yeah. So the thing that is interesting about this is that Brinks, uh, the Brinks truck that they were driving was not actually one of their armored cars. It wasn't like your classic, uh, you know, the kind with the gun ports and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was basically like a, a trailer. Like it wasn't, it was secure. It was like yeah. locked, but it wasn't, what you think of yeah. when you think of, uh, you know, uh, uh, the fucking Brinks truck. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. What did they do? Like, isn't there something to be said for using like a, a nondescript car, like a Kia Soul or some shit? Like, that's, that's like, a good point. Yeah. Again, because we said you see a Brinks truck, you know something good's in there. Yeah, yeah. You, you see, see a Kia Soul, you're like nothing good's in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. That's just hamsters. That is just hamsters. I don't. That rap. <laughs> I don't need to steal a bunch of empty McDonald's. Bags, yeah. So. <laughs> Um, so yeah, uh, all in all, they call 911, cops come, they sort of start piecing it together, uh, and they realize that, uh, around a hundred million worth of gems and rubies have been taken from Uh. this truck. And they think this might be the largest jewelry theft by value in modern U.S. history, which is, like, pretty cool. Yeah. Um, 
So the the drivers tell the cops that they they have an inkling they've been followed from the Gem and Ruby show. And again, like there were sort of word was sort of going around that like these people were where there were some some bad actors maybe about so these guys like he, the one guy said like he saw somebody this guy was like kind of giving him eyes when they were leaving uh that who was driving like a, it was a bearded guy with a silver suv that's his description um and he uh yeah he thought that that might they might have been followed um there are other indications that this was a um calculated heist this wasn't a crime of opportunity yeah um maybe like you said maybe it also wasn't like maybe it was a nondescript looking truck so maybe like you would have had to know um but the main reason they think this was calculated was that it's not like they just grabbed a bunch of stuff from the like closest part of the trailer they like went in and grabbed specific bags yeah 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 that's yeah. That's uh, I, like I obviously we'll find out the details, but that shows me that they kind of knew where the stuff was at uh, yeah. in there. And like it, it, it's, I, I remember uh, my my uncle's roommate odd connection, but this guy that he lived with in Florida, um, he was like he was telling us that he worked at a KFC and they used pressure cookers. And he said they had a, they got robbed by a guy in a mask one time. And he came in. He was like, "Everybody back by the pressure cooker!" And he's like, "Everybody was like, hey, do you work at a KFC?" And he was like, "No, nah. <laughs> no, nah, I've never been That's in a fucking so KFC." Funny. <laughs> he was like, "Nobody knows." Damn me. it! I blew my cover. <laughs> yeah, it was like oh a very God. specific thing. Everybody's like, "Wait a minute!" Like, that rules. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm assuming he was caught. I'm assuming he was I would imagine. Yeah, I think so. I mean, this is a story he told us around a dinner table in like 1995. So I don't really remember the details. <laughs> but I always remember that. Like, everybody back by the pressure cooker. <laughs> That's great. Um, yeah, so like, apparently, so there were like, there was stuff from multiple uh, dealers in this truck too. It was like 15 different um, sellers of, of Gems and Rubies had their stuff in this in this truck. So um, a bunch of them lost stuff. There was one guy who lost like his entire stock, which fucking sucks. Like he lost everything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was clear that they like kind of knew where things were. So because everything was wrapped in these like identical plastic bags. Um, so you couldn't see what was yeah. in it. There were some tags on them, but there's debate about whether the tags like indicated the value or not. Yeah, like, and, you, and if you have time to to get in there and check a tag, you know, what I'm saying that's that's like you're yeah. you're counting down precious seconds. So, um, the the guys, the guards are like immediately worried that they're gonna get, like people are gonna think it's them. Yeah, you know, like they're they're like the first people they go to are the employees, and they're really worried about it because they're like, we didn't do it. Um. They th- they were like maybe the jewelers did it for insurance money like maybe somebody who knew yeah. where the stuff was did it uh, to try to get a payout like maybe they weren't selling enough but as we'll see with like sort of the fallout from this I'm not sure if that tracks either spoiler alert they haven't found this stuff so uh, okay see it yeah, is unsolved when you first told me the names for some reason I thought those were the guys so I was like oh so they messed up that's how we know their names and now I, I have a read on the situation here uh they didn't get caught they messed up in the sense that yeah. they let a bunch yeah, of yeah stuff yeah, yeah, they, yeah they, yeah, they but... still fucked up a little bit um it is crazy like uh like jewels in my mind like 
like your jewels or whatever, it exists kind of almost like it's only to be worn and to be stolen. Like, you know, like our yeah. classic understanding of jewels, it's like either they're on a king's head or they're being stolen from a dragon. And that's like, right. that's that's the, the, the space they occupy in my mind. Like, why have a truck full of jewels if not yeah. to have it stolen? Like it's, uh, it is like, it, it is funny. I mean, especially because like, I'm just, I don't know. Like, I like... I think jewelry is pretty, but like I'm I'm just not a big like expensive jewelry person. Yeah. I don't really understand the point of it or like even like a really fancy watch. I'm like I don't totally I don't yeah. totally get why you would spend this money on this unless you had so much money. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I can see that. Yeah, I've never been a big jewelry guy. I had a class ring for a little bit. And uh, I, I, I like the first year I was out of high school, I wore the class ring like because it was blue. So if I was wearing a blue outfit, I would wear the blue ring, and I was like, <laughs> hell yeah! And that I have no clue where that thing is. <laughs> that thing got, it got lost yeah, within a year I have and a like, half. I have like a little gold chain that I wear sometimes, like. But I, I, it's more about like it's about how they look. It's not about like buying something valuable, you yeah. know. Like I don't really understand the the appeal of that because like it just means someone's gonna fucking rob you. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> yeah, that's that's how Batman lost his mom. You know? <laughs> just, right. <yeah. laughs> I don't want to put myself in any situation. That would cause anyone to have a superhero origin story. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I like I probably mentioned it in our pawn shop episode. Like I was. And like, it wasn't even a smash and grab. I had a guy, I showed him a ring and he went to go run out of the fucking store and I tackled him. And the only reason, yeah, yeah I, I told the story because the only reason I tackled him, I don't give a fuck about the store. It's like, I had to work at that pawn shop every day. I couldn't have anybody being like, yo, that's that fat piece of shit that got robbed. Like, I, like, I had to, <laughs> like, I, I worked at a pawn shop in the hood. I had to be like, yo, they tried to rob that guy and he fucking tackled the dude. Like, I needed right, that. Right, yeah, you have to show some authority. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was like the one time we ended up breaking a jewelry case in the process that cost more than the ring. Like that was. <laughs> but yeah, you're like, I don't care about that. I yeah. have my rep still, and that's yeah, 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 yeah. I can't. I'm, yeah, I'm over here. I got to maintain a tight ship, and I can't. I can't let this word get out that I got got like that. So I was fighting for my life. They're like, yeah, don't do that again. I was like, oh, well. <laughs> so. Yeah, so this stuff gets stolen, and uh, the the jewelers are pissed because they thought that they were signing up for an armored car to yeah. protect their stuff. <laughs> they got the so like the Brinks trailer, <laughs> like the yeah. U, the U-Haul of the Brinks world. Like so, apparently the the cab was armored. Like the guys had guns, and the cab was reinforced, but the. The place where the jewels actually were was not. Yeah. Which, like, totally defeats the purpose. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess it doesn't if you're going to get, like, hijacked or something, but yeah. it does if someone, if you're stopped at a fucking flying J yeah. and someone could just yeah. get in back there. I wonder what they bought. Like, when they come out of the flying J, like, yeah. what's the most humiliating assortment of objects? Do you have, like, a, a fucking, like, a, a long-ass Slim Jim and, like, a Slurpee? And you're like, oh, man. <laughs> oh, nuts. He's got to put the Slurpee down on the curb and call your boss <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean they were certainly not getting any food that wasn't at least a little bit shameful at that <laughs> at, at two in the morning at two oh in the morning. Yeah, yeah 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 two in the morning flying jay they're about to clear the grill off they'll just give it to you they're like you can have all the tomatoes <laughs> these things have been out for a day and a half <laughs> man me and uh me and this guy my boy brian back here uh, back in like the early 2000s, we walked out of a, a 7-Eleven and the beer truck was out there and it had one of the, st- the sides open. It was empty, but there's other little panels 
and we were like, mm-hmm. oh, hell yeah. Now I know that there's a little lock at the end of the truck that you hit and opens all of them, and then you lock it again when you're done. And so me and Brian were, like, checking every panel. We were, like, 19, <laughs> trying to lift this thing up and steal beer. And the dude came out, and he was like, man, get the fuck away from my truck. And we were like, no. And we just ran off, and that was that Can't was the us for trying. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're too young to buy it. You know? <laughs> so, like... Yeah, they're the these jewelers are pissed because they say so. This guy Ming Cheng, he was one of the people who lost like everything, like his all of his stock was yeah. gone in this robbery. He said Brinks was supposed to use an armored truck. They didn't. They used a trailer to transport our jewelry, uh, and yeah. only two armed guards. One of them was sleeping, and one of them went to get food. So nobody was keeping an eye on the truck. Like yeah, two fucking, beef. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Laurel and Hardy fucking guarding the jewels and shit. That's. Insane. Yeah, man. You gotta at least wake the guy up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, gonna go get food. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is something like Harry and Lloyd. It's like, hey, man, wake up. I'm going inside. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta <laughs> at least wake the guy up. That's that's crazy. Also, that's kind of like with the Hatton Garden heist that we did. Mm-hmm. Was a lot of those people that had their jewelry in there. It was like people who made custom pieces, and they weren't jewel owners. They were jewel makers. They were like they made the jewelry. Yeah. And it's like, hey, these are pieces that I'm working on, and like. I, you know, it, 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 yeah, that's somebody's entire livelihood. That That is... Right. That stresses like, me out. Those people... I mean, obviously, like, you make a good living being a jeweler, but, like, you don't make... You don't yeah. make so much that, like, you're... Mar- you have margins. Like, yeah, if yeah, you lose yeah. a bunch of stuff you've been working on, you're fucked. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. People have already paid deposits on shit like that. That's, uh... Yeah, that, that, yeah, could, ru- that could ruin somebody's... We've all seen Uncut Gems. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? That is, uh... That is not in well. That's all I've been thinking about since we started this episode. By the way, is uncut gems. Yeah. So, um, yeah, obviously, like the the guards are, uh, you know, stressed out because they say uh, Motley says what worries me the most is that they always want to blame the employee. Um, so there were seventy three bags of of jewels in this truck. Uh, the thieves got twenty four of them, or no, sorry, twenty two of them. Yeah. Initially, it was, they thought it was twenty four, then they found twenty two. So, yeah, 22 bags of jewelry worth about $100 million. Uh, I love Molly, but they always want to blame the guy who was paid to guard the jewels when the jewels get stolen. <laughs> fair, fair enough. It's like, yeah, well, I don't think this is like, a, you know, that far-fetched of a thing. Everybody wants to blame the babysitter when a kid drowns in a pool. <laughs> it's like, it's like when, will, when will society loosen up? <laughs> Stop being so prejudiced against guards of jewels. <laughs> I didn't think about that. You're absolutely right. It's like, no, they're right to look at the guards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to side with the little guy, you know? Yeah, like, no, I totally. He has the least amount of money yeah, in this situation. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, it isn't fair that they blame them. It's like, no, it's pretty fair. I guess I guess I messed it up. Like blaming them for taking it is one thing, but like blaming suspicion. It, yeah, correct. suspicion is one thing, but like, like blaming it for it getting taken. It's like, yeah, that is on you, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe you didn't steal and there it. There is but... like there are some inconsistencies with their timeline that like seem a little suspicious. To my knowledge, they have not been charged, um, but yeah. they're like in various depositions. They've given like inconsistent timelines where like, um, well, like one of them that's kind of funny is like the guy who was asleep. Um, apparently, like given his timeline, he should have been awake by then. Like he had he had been oh, yeah. his shift of sleeping. He'd been asleep for like eleven hours or like off for like eleven hours, and so he was like he sort of conceded that like maybe he was awake or something. And it's like, I think that guy just slept over when he was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
Yeah, and that's also like that completely explains it. Like if somebody's like, okay, in your timeline, you said your alarm went off at seven a.m., but at seven thirty, you were still asleep. It's like you're damn right, I was. Like of course, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) I mean, I don't know why he wouldn't just admit that when the alternative is that he stole hundreds of of jewels, (laughs) but. Yeah. It is like it is sort of unclear. Like there's some there's some discrepancy about like when they actually left San Mateo. Like yeah. I don't know. They they may have been involved. Like they mm-hmm. may have tipped somebody off or something. But <laughs> it says here in your first yeah, report, you said sure. that you you said that you got pizzeria combos and a Code Dew Mountain Red, <laughs> a Code Red Mountain Dew. You're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Then, then here you said it was Buffalo Blue Cheese combos. So I mean, what what's happening here, man? Like what's going what on? <laughs> That's, those are my two go-tos at fucking gas stations. I love combos. Yeah. And for some reason, combos, it's, a, it's an odd fear to have. I have a fear that snack is going to get canceled. <laughs> I don't know why. It just seems like... It <laughs> like was, canceled because they, like, said a slur? Or yeah, just, like, just continue? Yeah, no, canceled as they said a slur. Like, I can imagine if there was a, a, a snack that's going to make a social faux pas in 2023, combos is high <laughs> on that list. I just... They feel like the uncle of snacks. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. They have like, they have like anti-woke vibes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like don't, don't ask combos what they think about Israel. Just, you know, yeah. just, uh, just, just, just <laughs> let them, let them be a snack. You know, don't, don't bother them. So not only like they, they, it seemed like they stole things that were uh like they stole things very specifically and when they did do the inventory they did find that like the most expensive stuff was what got stolen so it was people not only with a knowledge of like what stuff was in the truck but also a knowledge of jewels yeah yeah so definite some kind of inside job we just don't know inside where yeah inside inside where what that is crazy but this wasn't like us you know this wasn't (laughs) (laughs) yeah it wasn't just a couple people off the street but like, I wonder, like, to even what degree would a driver know exactly what's in there? I mean, right. I'm, sure, I'm sure you're like, like, you know, I'm, I'm hauling jewels, but if you're like, oh, what, what are they? What, what cut are they? Like, I imagine the driver's like, I don't fucking know, man. They're just in a bag. It says jewels. Like, yeah, and like, and also like a different guy loaded the truck than the people who were driving it. Oh. So that's like another thing too is like there was a different Brinks employee who was in charge of of filling the trailer so i think you're right i don't know if necessarily they would even know what they were what they were doing i mean we'll get into it because the one of the reasons this is interesting is because there's been a bunch of lawsuits uh brinks is suing the jewelers the jewelers are suing brinks it's this whole thing (laughs) how's brinks suing Um, the jewelers (laughs) what's their argument like we'll we'll get into it Uh, why would you let us have these things in the first place that doesn't make any sense yeah uh it's it, it's it's interesting but um one thing that comes up in the lawsuits is like the paperwork that you have to do to get stuff transported on a brinks truck yeah. because you have to have like a declared value yep. of what's in there um but i don't know i so i think maybe the drivers would know that but they wouldn't necessarily know the specifics yeah. so yeah i i think that's a good argument that maybe the guys driving the truck weren't weren't in on it in that way yeah. i mean they maybe like told somebody when they'd be stopping or something there, there, there is that yeah it seems like very clear that like whoever did this knew the the route of that truck knew when they were going to leave knew when they were going to stop so um the so brinks was being pretty shady about this um they didn't they didn't end up formally informing the jewelers that their stuff had been stolen for two days. 
So they knew about this. And like some of the jewelers had found out sort of through the grapevine before Brinks had even notified them. Oh God. To to be that person, like, I don't know who you, if you call Brinks, if you're like transporting (laughs) that level of stuff, like if you call just a regular customer service agent, get bumped into a manager, but to be working. I'd imagine, I'd hope there was like a direct line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like, if you lost $73 million with the jewels, press one. They're like, I don't know if that's how it works, but just to have to deal with that, that line of incoming calls like that has to be crazy because they're rightfully pissed. They're like, dude, how am I figuring this out? And this is, you guys have known about this shit for 48 hours. That's yeah. That's shady. Very shady. And so like a lot of the jewelers are pissed at Brinks because, um, yeah, they didn't tell them. And like, obviously when Brinks loses stuff of this value, Brinks has got to pay them back yeah. for the amount that they've insured. So, like, Brinks is probably scrambling, like, oh, fuck, we need a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> because, <laughs> like, we can't, we, they probably, like, didn't want to tell them so that they could figure out what they were going to have to do on their end and what yeah. they'd be legally liable for. Yeah, yeah, that um, makes sense. And that's, that's what comes up in all these lawsuits, right? So, Brinks eventually said, look, we'll pay you back the amount you'd bought in insurance for the theft, but not more than that. So um, they totaled uh, the amount of insurance that the jewelers had purchased on the stuff in the truck. But the, their insurance, they only insured it to $10 million. They didn't insure the full value. Yeah. Um, so uh, Brinks, basically, Brinks ends up suing them because they say it's illegal for you to undervalue your items in this way. Like, you fucked us <laughs> over. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. So... Yeah, so uh, the the representative from Brinks said, Brinks believes that each defendant seeks to recover more from Brinks than is permitted under the contract. So, like, all that paperwork about declaring what's in there, the insurance, all that stuff, um, Brinks is saying, we don't have to pay you more. Like, we're actually doing you a favor by even paying this because yeah. you undervalued what was in there. Why um, would you? I mean, I guess it's just you don't want to pay the money for the insurance would yeah. be the only motivation. But it feels like, again, like, if you're... If you're dealing, like, if you're, if you're a jeweler, it's like, why would you, like, it feels like that would be a cost to do a business, you know? But I mean, I guess people are cheap, yeah. you know? But, well, I know, like... Well, yeah, and, like, when was the last <laughs> time this happened, you know? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Nobody robs armored trucks. This isn't a fucking rap song, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. This, <laughs> <laughs> this isn't fucking Fast and the Furious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't know, they got, also these, they got the, these little cars, the, they can drive under the truck and then yeah, switch lane <laughs> to lane. I've seen it happen. But the jewelers also contest, look, you didn't transport this stuff the way you said you were going to. Yeah. Like, we we paid for a certain amount of protection, and you didn't provide it. Yeah. So, so Brinks is saying, look, you undervalued the stuff. Um, the uh, jewelers who lost their stuff countersue Brinks and are seeking $200 million in damages. They're like, I'm going to do you one better, Brinks. <laughs> They're about to be on the brink of fucking bankruptcy. <laughs> that's, that's insane. So there were 15 uh, victims of this. 14 of the 15 countersued. A couple have now settled for an undisclosed amount. So yeah. I think they were probably just hoping to get more than the $10 million, you Yeah, know? yeah, like, yeah. Um, but they basically say that the company was negligent in putting it in this truck that was like not protected well enough. Yeah. Um, especially because as we said, 
they knew that there was a security risk at this expo. They knew that there was like some weird people who were like maybe keeping an eye on yeah. what was going on around there. Why would you ever um, put a whole bunch of money and jewelry in one fucking place and then advertise it as an expo? It just seems so weird. Like, what do you need to see the stuff in person for? I, mean, I guess you could buy. Maybe it's like a gun show. A lot of a lot of ignorance on my part. But I just feel like, why would you be like, the, come on down to the 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 the, uh, the the Civic Center full of billions of dollars of jewelry sale? It's, it seems very risky in yeah. the first fucking place. Well, and again, like it is like lots of lots of stuff is like this, like gun shows and like technology expos and stuff. But rarely is it stuff that is so easy to just like put in your pocket. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's the, like the stuff there is so valuable, but also so portable. Like yeah. that's why it's like, that, that, that's it's really exactly. hard to steal like an entire fucking, I don't know, flat screen TV or something. Yeah. Not that flat screen TVs are even valuable anymore, but yeah, you know right. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, 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 that's what's jewelry. I mean, shit for working at the pawn shop. That was always the thing. It's like, this is such yeah. a little tiny thing. And it costs, we have $3,000 in this and we can, sell it for yeah. five like it's, it's, a, it's a lot of fucking money and yeah it's uh, that is wild so um uh brink says our customers trust us to cover them for any losses however unlikely in turn we trust our customers to declare the full and correct value of the goods they ask us to transport according to the information the customers provided to us before they ship their items the total value of the missing items is less than 10 million dollars in this case, we held up our end and fulfilled our contract, promptly settling a claim by one of the affected customers and subsequently settling two more. The others have chosen to litigate, admitting under oath that they undervalued their goods and even did so regularly. While we are deeply disappointed by this breach of our trust and the plain language of our contracts, the courts have responded favorably to our position and we remain willing to compensate these customers for the declared value of their goods. So that's a statement from Brinks. Yeah. I kind of, like, I sort of, I see both sides of it here. Yeah. Like... I think I'm more on the jeweler's side, but also it's like, yeah, if you did the contract wrong, like they yeah. they kind of don't have to pay you anything, like on the yeah. letter of the law. Yeah, no, that's 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 100. percent That's that's like especially the whole thing of like undervalue on the insurance. It's like if you're if you're doing that to save money, you have to consciously be like, there's a chance my shit could get stolen, and that I'm only gonna get 10 million dollars off this right. $20 million thing that I have. Like, you have to know that's a risk going in there and you got to weigh it. Like, is this worth the money I'm saving on the insurance? And if it's, if you think it is, by all means, go, go forward with it. But you are taking a risk. I would love to know how much this insurance costs like that. I'm just yeah. curious you know, Avis, about Avis, how much it costs to insure something in a Brinks truck like Avis, that. Like, Dude, it's six bucks a day. Okay. Like how much are they saving? I'm, I'm very, very yeah. confused. Um, I, I wonder if you go, could go back and look at history and see like the most money lost off the attempt to save the smallest amount of money. Like, you know, so like, <laughs> I know like rental cars or whatever, it's like $25 a day or something like that for the insurance. And you crash a rental car. Now you're on the hook for like 14 grand or whatever the case may be. I wonder what like the largest, I, I all I had to spend was this. And then said, I lost this. I, I, I wonder if that's. I'm, I'm imagining at least this probably isn't the most, but it's probably the most common is um drunk drivers who don't want to pay for an uber oh like, yeah i feel yeah, like yeah. that's got to happen <laughs> all the time yeah and then you either a die which is like or you crash your fucking car and your car's totaled yeah and like if you're if you're making those kind of decisions i'm gonna guess you don't have great insurance yeah like, <laughs> most likely <laughs> yeah 
I so, didn't I, that's probably a common one. I don't know yeah. if it's like the most. Well, what you got to factor in is, yeah, the cost of Uber that night, but then the cost of Uber to go back and get your car. Now, maybe it's get worth that. the next day. Maybe, maybe yeah. it's worth being dead at that point. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's worth crashing your $15,000 car or whatever. <laughs> I don't even know how much cars cost anymore because I haven't had one in so long. Damn, they're a lot, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, they're they're a pretty good amount. Uh, they're never as cheap. <laughs> as, they're never as cheap as you want them to be. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good dad answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, holy shit! I aged five years giving that answer. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, so this is this is just a really interesting story that like doesn't yet have a have a resolution. But one thing that I think is funny um, is that. Apparently, regardless of the outcome of this lawsuit, Brinks has said that none of these people can ever use a Brinks truck again, <laughs> which, is like, which is pretty shitty. Yeah. Like, again, because we talked about like Brinks is sort of the monopoly. Like yeah. they don't, you know, no. they, there's not a lot of alternatives. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they've been banned. Do not you serve. Banned you know? from Brinks. That's wild. I'm trying to think of the, if I know any Brinks competitors off top. Remember Dunbar? I've seen Dunbar out there, but you said they bought them. Dunbar's out. the one they bought. Yeah, I think Iron Mountain. No, Iron Mountain's like document disposal and shit. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. documents. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, you can't use Brinks anymore. You just gotta like, you just gotta wing it. You just gotta fucking uh, put a false bottom in your suitcase or whatever. It's like, no, you do. <laughs> you do the Joe Pesci from Casino. You hide it all in your wife's hair. That's how you, yeah. <laughs> now that you can't use Brinks. <laughs> I mean, I think your Kia Soul idea is pretty good. Yeah, I think put maybe it in they a should do that. Script car, yeah, yeah. I'm trying, like, I, I, I'm trying to think of the car I've been pulled over in the least, and I think it was, uh, <laughs> I think it was when I had when I had my '97, my first car ever was '97 Ford Escort station wagon, uh, aka nice. the Padillac Soriscalade, and uh, that thing, <laughs> and that thing got zero attention from the cops. They did not give a fuck about that car. <laughs> You just reminded me of what my car was named that I forgot about. I had a I had a Honda Fit and it was named Lush Honda Lester. <laughs> oh, nice! My 20, 2013 <laughs> Honda Fit, the Lush Honda Lester. <laughs> R.I.P. to both the woman it was named after. Yeah, and that yeah, car. yeah. Both R.I.P. Gone. Dude, I, I think I, I think I got a ride. I think you from one of the early LCS recordings you gave me a ride back to Sandstone in the in I think the so. Honda Lester. Yeah, yeah. Man. What I a miss time. that car. That was when me and Zach Brooks uh, were staying in the uh, the apartment three one three, and we called it the Lashana Lester Memorial Trap House. <laughs> yeah, was, yeah. She's she's given her name to a lot of stuff. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. We've yeah. named many things after her. Yeah, um, R.I.P. Man, wonderful woman. Check out her stand up clips on YouTube. One of the best. Um, but yeah, this is like pretty much where we leave it. So one another thing that I think is kind of interesting about this is um, it's being investigated by Kroll Securities, which is like an extremely high level uh, security firm that is owned by Nick Kroll's dad. I was going to ask so, if that <laughs> Yeah, no, Nick Kroll outside of comedy is a literal billionaire. Yeah, like, that's, his dad that's, that's, is what I, that's what I've heard. A super, super high level um, corporate security guy. So Kroll is like, Kroll is trying to get to the bottom of this. Um, as I said, they found some inconsistencies with... Um, uh, the two drivers and their sort of account of things of like they uh, one of them said they left at 8 25 p.m. one of them said they left at midnight uh, Ooh, that is a big, he, that's a big discrepancy yeah yeah, yeah yeah and like it doesn't it like they initially said they left at midnight but then 
<laughs> it's like, again, either one of these things, because if they left at midnight and then they got to this flying J, they would have had to be going so fucking fast. Yeah. <laughs> which, like, I don't know. Maybe they were. Like, yeah. maybe they were speeding. You know? <laughs> that's what they don't want to fess up to. They're like, oh, man, if I can pop for speeding, dude, that's a point of my license. And, uh, <laughs> I wonder if Kroll Security is going to get these guys in an interrogation room. They're like, all right, bring them in. And it's like, I'm going to bring in my son and have him do characters at you until you fucking... <laughs> Until you, yeah. until you submit. Ooh, there's not soundable. much difference in the voices either. You don't know where one character ends and the other begins. <laughs> Get him, Nick. Arr, arr, arr. No, I, I do love uh, Kroll show is actually very funny. I enjoy it. Yeah, Nick Nick Kroll rocks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's great. He's like he and he and Julia Louis Dreyfus are like the only funny, extremely rich people. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. just them. As far as like people who came from like obscene family wealth. Like, yeah, not just it's like, a miracle that they're as funny as they are. Yeah, not like high side of comfortable, but like fucking like generational wealth. Rich. Like yeah, capital. Yeah, yeah. Rich. yeah, yeah. Uh there was a I I worked at a, a Walgreens for like a week one time. Um <laughs> and I worked I worked there and the manager was a uh, was a trans woman who had gone and in her youth had gone to an all boys school, uh, and her parents had a lot of money. And, and she goes, "Oh, you're a comedian, right?" I go, "Yeah." She goes, uh, "Do you know Nikki?" And I was like, "Nikki, Nikki, like Nikki, like Nicholas Saperino." Like I think I asked, she's like, "Right, no, Nikki, Nikki Kroll, Nikki Kroll. He's going to be playing at the uh, at the Frank Irwin Center." I was like. Oh, Nick Kroll, the guy whose face is on the digital readout of the Frank Irwin Center. She's like, yeah, I went to school with that guy. I went to like a boys school with him when I was younger. I was like, oh, she's like, is he doing pretty good? I was like, I I think you know the answer to that question. Like, yeah. I mean, regular people like truly have no idea yeah, no, what the comedy landscape looks like. It's pretty, it's, it's pretty wonderful. Yeah. She was like, yeah. You know, Shout out Nikki Kroll. Nikki Kroll. Oh, shout out Nikki Kroll, <laughs> shout out his dad, who I think is probably evil. Um, I would I imagine. He's evil, yeah, but, yeah, that's why yeah. That's why he's so I, funny, is just to get away from his dad. I think he's like a Mossad agent or something. They're like, yeah, it's, yeah. it's like <laughs> very like intelligence. I don't know. Maybe Nick Kroll is a psyop. Who knows? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so these lawsuits are ongoing. They have not recovered the jewels as far as I know. They don't know who did it. Um, if any of you have any of these jewels, uh, hit us up. Send yeah, us yeah, some in the mail. Yeah, we yeah. won't tell. We will not tell. Yeah, for it, the price of one jewel. Yeah. <laughs> you guys subscribe to our Patreon, and it, but it's on the jewel tier. And so, so usually yeah. it's five bucks. But you just give us a jewel. You get access to our back catalog, and we you got to show us the jewel. <laughs> hey, don't want to give us a jewel? How about a ruby? Yeah. Give us a ruby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just go on. Just give us something, man. Please. Oh, uh, <laughs> man. The Jim and Ruby Expedition. That's, that's what it's called, the Jim and Ruby? It was the Jim and Ruby Show. International Jim and Ruby, Jim and Ruby Show. Damn, that's wild. I'm just thinking like the name Jim and then like a lady named Ruby. It's just like a country act or something. <laughs> well, damn. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, well, shit, thanks for putting that together. Yeah, guys, if you got any information out there, uh, keep it to yourself. Don't snitch. But do, yeah, do hit us up and, if uh, you have the jewels. Again, shout out, shout out Miranda Green in uh, New York Magazine who wrote a really great article about this. Uh, definitely check out that article. It has more... Even more information. Uh, really appreciate uh, citing our sources here on yeah. Cheat and Steal. Well, shit, yeah. Thanks, Kath, for putting that together. Uh, so, do you have anything coming up? Anywhere you're going to be at? Um, you know, I'm not sure. Uh, follow me on social media at Kath Barbadoro. Um, I am. Uh, I have another podcast called What a Time to Be Alive that comes out every week. And uh, yeah, I think that's it. What about you, Pat? Uh, let's see. I have, uh, I have some shows coming up, but I think my time this is out. The one that I'm going to want to. Uh, get out there is I'm going to be at Spider House Ballroom on uh, July 3rd 
That's going to be the first Monday where uh, Vanilla Presley is performing. We're the Shit's Golden House Band now. Shit's Golden, longest running oh, nice. show in Austin. Yeah, we're doing that every month. Also, I'm starting a brand new show at uh, South Austin Comedy Club. It's going to be July 8th. Is our first one out the gate. We've got Rochelle McConico headlining. She's hilarious. Aaron Suarez is featuring, and Dulce Mac is doing a guest spot. It's going to be at 9.30. It's called Saturday Pint Live, and it's just going to be a good time. It's, it's, the, 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 it's the comedy club's in a brewery, so it's going to be fun. Come on out if you're in the Austin area. If you're not, please fly here immediately. Um, that being said... That actually reminds me. I, I do have one gig I want to plug. Uh, my monthly show, Paid Protest, is on July 7th at 8 p.m. at uh, The Loft, which is 90 Scott Ave in Bushwick, Brooklyn. So come to that. It should be really fun. We have a great lineup. And... Thank you for listening, everybody. Yeah, guys, thanks for tuning in. And remember, we are on Patreon at patreon.com slash lie, cheat, and steal. We're also on TikTok at, at, at lie, cheat, steal podcast and on Twitter at LCS podcast. Come and find us. Uh, but in the meantime, guys, if you're out there in any parts of the country that are just getting baked alive, uh, be cool, <laughs> stay safe, be smart, but above all, don't get caught. Don't get caught. See you next time. Yeah.